Welcome to episode 90 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobbs. And how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Every day. Every day is a new day. Every day is a new day. Every uh, podcast I say, doing good, man. And uh, it's kind of like my signature thing that I do. I feel like if we went back through, there's probably a couple where you didn't necessarily answer, I'm doing good. I think there's been a couple where... There's been a couple, but you know what? Every day is a new day to be good. That's true. I don't know. This is, that's getting into like some corny positivity thing. Well, that's, what, that, that's what's on your uh, on the motivational poster behind you with a, with a kitten hanging off the branch. I just can't help but notice, you know, totally random. I looked up at your screen and your office is extremely well laid out and nice. And mm-hmm. mine is like a explosion went off. So oh, you know, props, props to you through the madness, having a legitimate office space that's not cluttered. Yeah, I, I can't let clutter happen. And I can't. Well, okay, yeah. I thought your office was. I, th- I thought you were in like a closet or something. I didn't. I didn't know that was your office. Oh, it is a. It is an actual <laughs> closet. It's just a big, a big closet. A big closet. No. So the the funny thing is, I'm with you as well. Where I can't have tons of clutter and craziness all the time. However, with what goes on with these sales and different. You know, any you get through these spells where things just pop off and everything's going crazy. So that's what my desk looks like right now is the result of yesterday being straight up insanity. And throughout that, I can manage working through clutter and stuff. But you better believe that this evening I will be cleaning this office and getting rid of all the garbage that no longer needs to be in my possession. Um, like all these emails that I printed off because... If I don't, I'll forget. Yeah, you know. Yep. So, how was your? Uh, well, first off, uh, sorry everybody for not getting a podcast in last week. We had a. I think we were, the only day I that I was really in the office last week was Tuesday. At least that I could have done a podcast, and and you had, you had something come up where you couldn't. So, <clears throat> it was a. Yeah, we, week last week. <laughs> we ended up moving the sale up by a day. And conversations were thrown around just, uh, you know, discussing whether we wanted to move it up by two days. And that probably for most people doesn't seem like a lot, but we had literally just launched a brand new website and I was fumbling through a bunch of little errors and issues that were going on. So it just put this like huge pressure on my shoulders to try to get everything done we needed uh, you know to give you an example we didn't have our inventory system synced with the new SKUs um, because we have a whole new SKU methodology for all of our products we didn't have accounting synchronized with all of that so it was just insanity and and that's what we're about you know we're about to come out of so yeah it was uh it was an interesting week that's for sure yeah it was uh yeah I was really trying to um, to take as much time off last week as I could. Uh, my family was off you know, Wednesday and Friday, and I had I told everybody here that, that we're shutting down Friday. I just I want to give give everybody the, the day off, and <clears throat> and uh, and so with that, I kind of pushed everybody hard to get everything everything where we needed it to be before we left. And we still had a, had a few loose ends of, of, um, of some swag. Like we had some patches and some, <clears throat> well, let me tell you about the, the, the patch thing. So I had some black multicam Neomag logo patches made because on Friday we were dropping some black multicam neomags, which we do once a year. It's the it's the annual Black Friday Black Multicam Neomag drop. And I thought it'd be cool to have <clears throat> to have some black multicam patches to go with them. So if you buy the buy the neomag, you get a patch. Well, probably waited too long to get the patches ordered. And the guy that ordered them through was like, Yeah, it's not looking like you're gonna get the, the patches in time so i had to scramble i think this was tuesday uh maybe even wednesday maybe even wednesday i was scrambling to find something else to use as a promotional item i was like i i 
I'm, I may be getting these patches in time. I may not, but I can't, I'm not going to count on it. So, um, so I call up blow off gear. He makes these, these little keychain things. And, uh, and so, so I talked to Jesse, I'm like, Hey, what's the chance that you can make me like 200 keychains today. And <laughs> like, he didn't even bat an eye. He's like, Sure, no problem. And so they made 200 keychains and sent them out that day. And so those delivered Friday to my house, which is the which is the day that 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 I, was it Friday? I don't know. All the days are yeah. It, it, was, it was Friday morning. They all delivered my house. The new mags were dropping at noon. I think I they they delivered to my house at 11. So I run over to the shop here because we're going to laser the new mag logo on them. Which I had photoshopped it, but I'm like, I'd like to get an actual picture of the actual thing. So I came over and and lasered a few of those. And then when I'm here lasering those, the patches show up. And so then I'm scrambling. I'm like, well, I can at least get these get these patches up on the website. Um, <laughs> so I got those up on the website. And I got pictures taken and got those up on the website. All I mean, ten minutes before drop time, I got everything, all the pictures taken and and all stuff on the website. So I actually ended up working probably almost a half a day on a Friday, but um, yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy weekend for us for, for black Friday in a good way. Um, How things go for you? Awesome. So this was the first and technically our sales are not over. We had promotional things planned this year that we're running for the next week. So the insanity is not going to stop. I don't think for us until, next week but this was the first time that we tag teamed a black friday and for people that didn't see or maybe don't know we instead of doing a sale on our own products this year we partnered up with warrior poet society and we both both companies focused on the raven so there were hundreds of ravens were ordered which is insane you know thinking that there's hundreds of people now that are going to be rocking those those ravens and spreading the word about them so that was definitely a success and it's going to take us quite some time to get caught up just shipping all that stuff out Um, so yeah i i'm very happy with the sale overall it was different than what we would have typically done which i think is a good thing it threw a curveball it kept things a little fresh and yeah so now we have our little hostage promo that we do usually once a year and we're doing that now kind of as like a last last little special promo if people want to get stuff before christmas so it should should be uh we should end out the year really well and i'm excited about it good yeah we did a each day friday saturday sunday monday we kind of had like a special deal. It's kind of a package that we, we put together where, where essentially worked out. You bought something, you got something for free <clears throat> and that worked out really well. We came in yesterday. So we still had all day yesterday as a sale, but we came in yesterday morning to about a thousand orders, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> which that's awesome. was insane. And, we found out like 400, I think a little more than 400 of them yesterday. Yeah, I feel so, bad for Mark down there. He's He's got <clears throat> a couple hundred orders that he's uh, <laughs> pounding out <clears throat> on his own. And the uh, we've said it a million times before, the downside of our product is it's always heavy. Yep. There's never a light, I mean, unless you buy a patch or a t-shirt or something. But it's, it. yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of lifting and moving around. And the shipping room is full the table's screaming so yeah we're we're producing and and i think that uh yeah i i don't know man i'm just i'm still processing everything that's going on this year and you know coupled with all of the craziness in our world now with the sale and the growth we've seen it's it's kind of hard to put words to any of it yeah yeah i mean we're we got what four weeks left of the year and well i guess kind of almost five four and a half weeks left of the year and it's just it's insane how fast this year went 
and um I think normally, I, th I think the last couple of years, I think we've done kind of like a like an end of year recap or beginning of year recap of the previous year or something. And I'd still like to do that and just kind of go through, you know, our top five, bottom five things that happen in the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just trying to honestly we're just trying to survive through the rest of the year just keep us to keep stuff in stock because i'm also for the first time since i've been for, uh, uh, since i've been doing emag i'm trying to shut down between christmas and new year's um i'm trying to give my team the time off just to recoup and give myself and my family the time to recoup together and so uh i would I would love for that to happen. I've got a feeling just to be more realistic, I'll probably come in for a couple hours here and there, but I'm, I'm definitely going to greatly reduce my, my time here. I, I do have a couple staff that said that they, they really have nothing going on. They don't really have family in the area. They would rather just come in and work a little bit. So we won't be completely shut down, but I, I told all of them like, well, I, I want you to like the time, time's going to be paid. Like I'm offering the, this time paid, so I'd like, I'd like for you to not, you know, not be here a ton. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to to just see how the rest of the year goes. The one thing I'll say is you kind of had issues with patches at the beginning of the sale. We had lots of hiccups with just little website errors that we were chasing down, and still at this point, our website is not notifying everybody via email of their order. So, yeah, you know, that, well, is the, that a website thing or because what we found normally when that happens, the person didn't put their email in, right? No, it's our website. Is it? Yeah, oh yeah. It's I, I, I've gotten an overwhelming amount of emails and <laughs> we have our web guys on it and a solution is in route. It's just one of those things where it, it's like you can plan the best system ever and think that you have. And we do this all the time with guns and gear and stuff. You know, we build our rifle, we put our sling a certain way, we have our kit a certain way, and then we go to a class and all of a sudden you realize, okay, so everything I thought I was doing right didn't work with that particular application. So that's just a, a prime example here of, you know, just a little bump in the systems um, that just so happened to land over a high volume sale. Yeah. <laughs> Which... For everybody else who's who ordered, as soon as it leaves our ship station, they are getting those notifications because those come from our shipping software. It's just that the actual order confirmation email didn't go through to everybody, but it did go through to some. So is your website WordPress based? Yeah, it's WordPress, WooCommerce, WooCommerce. Now. Yeah, that's what we use. Which is legit. Um, yeah. The one thing I'll say about that website is, you know, we came off of Big Commerce, which is kind of like a cookie cutter website. Mm -hmm. It pretty much has everything just <clears throat> in it, and it's ready to rock. The uh, the thing that I'm learning with WooCommerce is there's nothing in that with WordPress. You have to plug everything in, like there's, if you want abandoned yeah. cart stuff, if you want other, like you just have to add plugins, and that's I didn't realize that as we were building it. And so like last week was just scrambling to get, you know, just all the plugins we needed. And one of them that I missed was abandoned carts and mm. our, our email marketing software captures the abandoned carts, but it captures the data behind the scenes and I don't actually see it. It just automatically follows up with people. But typically after a sale like this, we'll have like a thousand abandoned carts. Yeah. And I'll just create a batch email to go to all of them and I'll extend the sale personally to those people who missed it, who might've you know, decided not to order or put something in their cart and forgot. And I usually can recapture a ton of different orders from that. So this year, unfortunately, I won't be able to do that. And uh, it's a real big bummer to me because again, it'd probably be about a thousand different emails that just, you know, are kind of in the abyss right now, but Realistically, we went as fast as we could while still trying to maintain processes. And it's just a, a hiccup that happened. So not much you can do about it. But that was probably our, honestly, 
that and the fact that the code for some reason some of the codes expired too soon and i had to reset them and I, I couldn't quite figure out why that happened or how that happened but we had that issue but otherwise it was pretty much smooth sailing um during the sale and i, I uh, definitely can't complain and we uh biggest thing i took away from uh, from what we did is we could have done a better job explaining how to to uh you know get the free stuff because because most of the time you had to add the thing to your cart and then it would discount it like it wasn't going to automatically add yeah so the, the one day you bought two century straps you got one free but you had to add the third one to your cart so we had a bunch of people that just put that just bought two and then they would email us and they're like so how do i get that third one do i get to choose what it is and we're like oh yeah you're supposed to add it to your cart um which i did do a video it's like a two two and a half minute video that i posted on thanksgiving day and i explained all that stuff but social media sucks and doesn't show your post to all your followers so um yes not everybody saw it and then honestly i bet very few people actually watched through that whole video to get the information so next year one of the big things is just you know how do we better communicate like you know you aren't going to get a hundred percent communication out there to everybody but you know how do we better communicate or how do we set things up so that it's it requires less work on the back end because it, it i mean it's not a big deal for us to to just throw that uh you know for them to send us an email they tell us what color they want and we, we throw it in the package but it's still that's that's a lot of work on the back end for for dusty to to be hammering through emails Oh yeah. And then you have the, so like one of the things that we have committed to this year is the inventory, just further refining our systems around the inventory. And so anytime you have someone just like manually adding a product into an order, it's not, at least on our end, it's not going to pull it out of inventory. And so then not only do we have to manually put it into the package, we manually have to go into our inventory software and pull it out. And there's just so much room for, mistakes and the way we have the new website ship station and all of our different uh software programs <clears throat> set up everything is streamlined i can go into finale and like tell you how many pins i have right now right. for the adap system and it you know we we spent a ton of time getting all of that set up so it just we try to avoid the human aspect as much as possible, but I mean, you have to sometimes. It is what it is. Well, we talked about it before. That <clears throat> these systems are only as good as the the people that that put the information in. So, yeah, you know, we're gonna need to. That's one of the things I got to put on my list. I'm gonna put write it down right now. Is doing a inventory recheck. Inventory. Yeah, that's super super time consuming as we've added more and more products and uh yeah there's lots of components now definitely was a lot easier back in the day when we had four right. targets and <laughs> yeah. and you also the the amount of inventory we had was virtually nothing back when i had one product with a total of six SKUs. yeah that's, yeah that's funny those days are long gone oh man we have just now with the new website it's like 200 and some different SKUs. Mm-hmm. and it's crazy because you log on to our website and you're mm-hmm. like oh it's not that many products because it's not i mean complete there's a lot of combi- you know different combinations it's combinations you yeah, get you here yeah. and and that's that's where you get into the the nightmare of trying to figure mm-hmm. out um you know how to how to categorize that however you know this is totally like random and not, i mean not really random but probably over what most people care about, but the new website, what's super cool about it is we have composite products. So that means that if somebody picks a mini ADAP, it doesn't put a skew for the total product for the finished product. It references individual components in the website. So it's kicking all of those, those uh, not random, those individual skews to our ship station. And that's communicating seamlessly with our inventory system. 
So it's just those little things that we've learned over the last five years that are allowing us to streamline processes. Um, cause that's part of the battle. If, <laughs> if we don't streamline those processes, you end up bottlenecking yourself and you're, you're limiting what you could possibly do. Yep. For sure. Um, So we got going on this week. <clears throat> What's new? Well, this week is going to be again pushing the sale because, like, our sale's not stopping till Monday, and so we have a week of probably it'll die down now and it'll pick up in the weekend and go nuts again. I'm sure that's how it always goes. But it's just getting back into the groove, man. It's we have so much stuff going on that. I feel like I I could not accurately describe to people who aren't in the seat or understanding fully what we have going on. It's, it'd be very difficult for me to explain, but we have some pretty crazy business to business partnerships we're, we're looking at and, and that'll be cool for TA to kind of explore and into those different areas. And, you know, we're looking at new products possibly. I uh, shouldn't say possibly, definitely looking at new products and you know, one of those lines of products I think will appeal to a lot of people uh, right away. And it's very, very much in line with our steel targets and what we're doing right now. So I think that'll be a, a very uh, easy addition to the line and, and we'll see how it goes. But typically I start working on products in January not not really working, but finalizing products because January kind of slows down and, and things kind of chill out. So hopefully if that happens, I have the ability to unplug from trying to do all this crazy stuff and just focus on, you know, getting some of those new products finalized. Because I have some about 50 to 60% done where I kind of know where I'm going with it, but I don't have the exact final um i'll say revision of it and i haven't built the physical prototype that i'm looking at but the uh the one thing that i've learned this year is communicating the broader vision of what ta targets does and and moving away from just saying hey we create cool steel targets into what's the broader mission and I want to expand into products that help people be better prepared, train well on the range, you know, take advantage of, of those range days instead of just going out and plinking, which again, there's nothing wrong with that going out, hitting the range and just having fun sometimes. But ultimately our goal is to get people to train really well and become better prepared. So that's what I'm, I'm hungry for is finding those products that complement what we're doing with our current lineup, add to our lineup. Cause there's a couple of target systems that we need to add and just overall make our current products better. And, uh, marketing is a big thing. You know, on that topic, one of the things that I saw, which it's, I'm not going to give the exact uh, number, but so we looked at, we ran a report yesterday before our, our weekly meeting and just looked at, you know, a couple thousand people that we've sold targets to in, in the U S you know, we've sold them to thousands and thousands of people this year. When you think about how many gun owners exist and I look at how many we've sold to, it is such a little blip on the radar. It is incredible. And And so like you get into these and it was kind of like a reality check for me. So I get into these funks where I feel like, you know, we go through a slow period and it's like, Oh man, can we scale this thing up bigger? Can we, can we hit our goals where we need to be? And then, then we grow and obviously you go through the high and low times, but I look at the raw data of who we've sold to. And I know the age and I know typically the demographic that we're selling to. And I look at the numbers of those that own firearms and shoot. And it is a massive market. And I'm not saying that everybody shoots steel 
where everybody daily carries concealed and would want to buy a Neomag. You know what I mean? But that's where our marketing comes into it. And that's where us reaching those customers is, uh, is so important. And it, I don't know, it was just a, that's, it kind of gave me a little bit of energy. No, that's been a, that's been a huge conversation here and it actually kind of got started with, um, so I, I, I don't want to go into a ton right now cause we're going to get into a ton next week. Um, I got to talking about this exact thing with, uh, Phil from triple out design a couple weeks ago. We were, we were, we were kind of texting back and forth and we were just talking about, about new market, you know, you know, how do you reach into to new markets? How do you reach deeper into the market that you're advertising in now? Um, thinking about just, just with, <clears throat> with us, there are, 5 million new gun owners this year <clears throat> within the last like six months, there are 5 million new gun owners. There is, <clears throat> there's never been a time like now, you know, for us in business to, um, to be like to have such rich soil <laughs> to, farm <clears throat> and, and <laughs> that sounds so weird <laughs> um but it, and then you know when you're when you really dig into that though it's just like you're saying not everybody is going to be a is going to be a customer you know <clears throat> out of that five million people i bet you 4.9 million people went to a gun shop bought a revolver, a box of ammo and stuck it behind a shoebox in the top of their closet. You know, like, you know, people are seeing unrest. They're seeing, I mean, we all saw law enforcement say, sorry, we're, you know, you're on your own, but we are not responding to calls. <laughs> so it's people saw that they can't outsource their protection. So they have to do it themselves. So they went out <clears throat> and got something to be able to protect themselves. So most of those people aren't thinking concealed carry. They aren't thinking training and stuff. So the next question that I ask myself <clears throat> is how can we educate those people to start thinking about those things? You know, even if concealed carry isn't for them, <clears throat> even if, you know, spending hours a week on the range training isn't for them. They should be thinking about some sort of training, some sort of, of, uh, of way to better protect themselves. So, um, the big thing that, that me and Desi started talking about is we're like, okay, how do we educate those people and spend time in, in teaching them, just from ground up and not even necessarily about our products. But if, <clears throat> if, if me and Dusty create, um, you know, you know, if we create something to teach these people and then they start looking into our company and they see, do any of our products help them, then that's how we're going to reach into those, into that new 5 million people out there. Um, you know, you know, cause I guarantee some of them, are digging more into, you know, okay, I just spent hundreds of dollars on this thing. I have no idea how to use. And so there's people who are looking into it and there are people in our industry who, who, who definitely have this year taken the time to create videos on, 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 you know, how to be a responsible gun owner and, and train and stuff. I, I I think John even did it from Warrior Poet. <clears throat> oh my um, gosh. Like this is the year. If yeah. if you wanted to get videos big, especially on YouTube, like the powerhouse of YouTube, if you wanted to get videos that go big, make a video that says my favorite AR-15 build. I am not joking. Like my first AR-15 build, AR-15 build, epic AR-15 build, first time gun owner builds AR-15, whatever. Like, there's so many people searching for that. 
And to your point about the 5 million gun owners, what gets me excited, and, th and this is where, you know, I think you can get in the rabbit hole a little bit and, and depending on your personality and where your mindset is, it could get you in a hole. Um, so the reality is, like you said, of that 5 million, I would argue probably a majority bought a gun, throw it on the shelf, tuck it away, don't train with it. Right. Um, that's, that's the majority. I, I truly believe that. But take that 5 million and earn business from a half of 1% of them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Good, solid marketing, get a half of 1% of those new gun owners. And that's 25,000 orders. And, and that's what, you know, or 25,000 people, I should say. And, and like, that is what gets me so pumped up is like when you are penetrating in even small numbers of these markets, that can have a huge impact on your business. But on the note of, of the, uh, the content, like you were talking about, this is an area that I hate about the gun industry. And I think we do a really crappy <clears throat> job about it. And it's so frustrating for me to watch because there's, I think there's so much ego around who does what and how things are done. And we kind of get away from the main goal. And I'm not going to go into like super nitty gritty details, but here's kind of how I look at it. To draw people into something, you have to entertain them in some aspect. You have to catch their eye. You have to get them into it. You have to make them say, whoa, I want to do that. I want to be part of that. So I believe that the gun industry needs an ample amount of entertaining content. And it doesn't have to have training value, but it has to entertain people and get them bought into wanting to shoot and have fun. And then you have to couple that with good content that teaches people how to shoot. And I'm not necessarily saying tactics or like how to room clear or whatever. You know, I don't, I, I don't know, but you can go to get courses like that and have fun with it. And it's probably not a bad skill to have, but I just think that the gun industry leaves so much on the table because of infighting and, and just pointing fingers and drama and nonsense. Like there's drama flying every single week from all directions. And I just think that if the gun industry as a collective was focused on getting those 5 million gun owners excited about shooting and wanting to become better trained rather than just taking a gun and sticking it on a shelf, we'd all win. But well, instead it, it just gets into weird. Here's where I think, I think we need to take take even a bigger step back. And it's just hard for us to do because we are we are so deep in not only the industry, but into to the hobby, into the sport, into the lifestyle. We've been doing it for so long. You know, you and me can in the dark build an AR fifteen pin by pin and tear it back down pin by pin in the dark and, and not see anything. And we understand tactics we understand all this stuff but what i think like when i watch these videos that that these very knowledgeable people are doing this year you know for new gun owners i i i watch these videos and i'm like this is still too deep like these people barely know the difference between a revolver and a glock a striker fire gun that you know like this needs to be stripped down to this is how a bullet works. Like, you know, when you watch the news and you see the graphics that they use, they show the entire, the entire <laughs> round casing and bullet and everything, you know, you know, coming out of the barrel, they're showing ridiculous things attached to, to AR 15s. Like this is, this is where people have been getting their education for so long. We need to start ground level, like NRA, you know, say what you want about the NRA, but when you take a hunter safety class, when you take a concealed carry class, you start at this is a barrel, this is a trigger, this is the cylinder, this is the grip. You know, you know, start at the basics, and just because those are the questions that I've been getting over the last ten months from from people are what what gun do you suggest me? me get and why what's the difference between a shotgun and a rifle i mean people don't don't know anything and you can't fault them for it oh we um, were all there at yeah, one point I, you know, I, we were I, all ignorant of certain things 
Absolutely. And, and so we need to step out of our, our, uh, our experienced seats and it, like, and it really, to me, it shows like when, when that's when I watch these videos of these, these quote unquote educational videos and I step back and I watch them and I watch where they start. To me, it shows that these people aren't necessarily talking to, to the brand new gun owner or the people who are just thinking about being on a, being a gun owner. I, I don't know that they're necessarily talking to those people because if they were, they wouldn't be starting at, you know, <laughs> tactics, which, well, and, and there, so the one point of contention that I'll add is at this point, we have five years of data knowing who purchases our targets. And it largely is people that shoot like what I do that are high volume. They want to train, become protectors. They take that seriously. Um, these are folks that I would put into a category that, you know, when ammo is available, ordering 1000 to 5,000 rounds is not abnormal. Uh, so businesses are never going to, and you know this, but speaking to our listeners, businesses are never going to forsake their main core customers to chase after cold leads. And that's the problem. That's like the hard part is how much effort do you put into the new gun owner? Even though I think it's, it should be our duty as companies in this industry to win them over. But that's my balance where I'm trying to figure out where does TA stand on that? Because we're such a small team um, we can't fully unplug and just say, okay, we're going to do a 12 video series of just basics right now. We kind of have to mix it in uh, with what John and I have planned. However, um, I like what you're saying. And I think that I th that goes right into where I was kind of coming from, where I don't think the gun industry, I don't know. I like, we leave something to be desired and it, it, it I don't know. Well, it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, to go with what you're saying, so it's called customer acquisition cost. Like, you have to ask yourself, how much is it going to cost me to sell this product to this person or, or this group of people? And so that's why, you know, I don't want to, it, it's, it, it sounds bad, but as a business, I have to think, it, it, in a dollars and cents business wise manner, I need to think about what's it going to cost me to reach this group of people. And I don't, I don't even want to think about trying to reach those people who just went out and bought Smith and Wesson airweight, a 38 special and stuck it in a shoebox on the, on the top of their closet. It's, I would love to educate those people, but it's going to cost yeah. way too much to, uh, I don't make any money off that group of people. Me personally, I have a huge heart and a huge want to educate those people just out of a personal and even patriotic manner of, I would love to educate those people so they understand what, what they're doing for their own safety and the family's safety. But, but, but also because there are going to be people in that group who who are going to catch on and want to dig into it. The quantity of those people financially as a business doesn't make sense to do that, but you know, how do you, it's just, it's also hard to ignore 5 million new gun owners. And no, not, yeah. Yeah. And not want a piece of that pie, but how do you, you know, where do you start with that? Because I got to think, for you and this just comes down to is there enough people to sell to you know for the acquisition cost but if you educate people into into thinking into understanding how shooting at these steel targets is safe because i think it's a big thing is just basic knowledge says i don't want to shoot it steel it's going to ricochet and come back and and hit me that's what these people are going to Thing. So how do you educate those people? First of all, hey, this is safe. This is, um, I mean, you can go down the road of this is a green way of, of doing things. You are not, um, you know, using lots of 
of paper and throwing stuff away. And, you know, this is a buy once, cry once type of thing. So you can, you can set this up over at, at your uncle's farm and just leave it out year round. All you got to do is, I mean, you don't even have to paint it. Um, you can, you, you can keep shooting at it, but, uh, but I think there's a group of people in that, in that 5 million new gun owners who, who do want to go and, and shoot this gun. Um, and to educate them on it's safe, it's fun. Cause you get to hear that ping in the ring is a, is a satisfying thing. And, um, you're not using a bunch of, of paper and stuff like that. So I think there's definitely a market out there for targets for brand new gun owners. Even though, like you're saying, if you look at the vast majority of people who are buying your product are buying a half a dozen targets and have tens of thousands of rounds and, 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 and they dive deep into training, but you know, is it worth going of uh, going after those, those, those brand new people and trying to sell one target to 1% of, of that? I don't know. Well, and it, it's, um, I think it's worth it. And again, to me, so the dollars and cents is a real thing. And obviously like, you know, as far as overhead to create the content, it's, it's very much steady. It's, it's John's salary, my salary. Um, you know, it's not going to change. It's just a matter of what do we prioritize? And so at this point, because our team's small, we can only really dive into a couple things. And so we're trying to cover the basics and John and I have some stuff we're working on in the, in the background that hasn't been released yet. You know, our box, the bullseyes, that first episode, we've just been analyzing feedback on that. That went really well. And a lot of people are, are very pumped that we pulled some, you know, pulled a gun out of the box, showed some basic drills and how to run it. Nothing fancy. You know, I sucked in the video. I pulled a Galil out that I've never shot, shot it with iron sights, you know, no optic, just said, Hey, this is a gun. I opened it up literally in front of you, put a magazine in, loaded it. I've never shot five, four, five by 39 out of this platform before. Let's see what happens. And, you know, I very clearly remember being in that position as a new gun owner where I didn't know what I was doing. I hit the range with my pistol and I sucked and it was very discouraging. And I saw people online that were running like crazy, you know, running and gunning, performing at high levels. And I looked at that. I'm like, there's no freaking way I could ever get to that level with me missing at five yards with my first pistol 38, you know, special revolver. Well, now I know like at this phase of my life, like as a new gun owner, it's probably not the best thing to go buy a little snub nose 38 special. Like you're just going to suck with it. They have really crappy sights a really terrible trigger pull and they're usually pretty light. So they're snappy, even though a 38 special isn't, isn't a potent cartridge. Yeah. And, and so I think you're right. I think there's a void here. I think honestly, one of the best ways we could attack it in the gun industry is a collective is figuring out partnerships that we create these different videos that get shared on platforms because social media throttles back Instagram and Facebook like crazy. People say YouTube is dead. I don't agree with that. Um, just because I've seen what I've done in the last year, just kind of doing it halfway, you know, not even putting a full effort into it. And I truly believe that because YouTube is a search engine, it's still worth doing it at this point. Um, yeah, I, I don't have all the answers, but I do know that what I currently see in the gun industry is frustrating to me. And I know that it's all good intention and I think that overwhelmingly it moves the needle forward when we're looking at what's going on. Um, but I think that we forget from the guys who have been there, done that, that have credentials and like a ton of background to the guys that just create entertaining content or just take photos of guns. I think that we forget that all of that coupled together is what creates the package, what gives people, the ability to look at cool photos and get excited to find an entertaining cinematic video that just makes them, you know, like, why do we watch movies? They're entertaining. You know, we have the entertaining content and then we have the guys who have the ability to articulate training. Um, I, I just, I think that we need to point a little bit more in the same direction. And uh, I would love for TA to be part of doing that. And we're working on some plans. And, and part of that is just working with our training partners in the industry 
to create really high quality content with them and, and get some messages out there. But yeah, I, uh, I think it's, it's just a lot of work. It's yeah. A it, lot. No, it is. And it's, and it costs money to, to do and time. And so you really just have to, you know, you have to ask yourself, is this, is this the direction that we want to go? And are, are we ready to, um, to go there because it might cost you more than, than what the, you know, than what it should. So, but, uh, but anyway, that, that's, uh, so we're gonna be talking to Phil Adams, who's the, the chief marketing officer at, at triple out design and they're, and they're a textile company they're a clothing company, um, that I've been a huge, huge fan of. I, 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 I personally love his stuff, but, but just as much, I also love what they're doing right now. Um, and kind of what they've always done with their marketing and stuff. And, um, they've, they've, they've gone down a really cool Avenue, um, with a marketing push that they started a couple weeks ago where they're, they're actually, they're actually telling a story and then using their products within that story. And it's just, it's a really cool idea. And it's something that we've in a sense thought about doing, um, with some new, we've, we talked about doing something similar with some new products that, that we're working on. And so, um, the conversation I was, I was having with them, we we were really getting in the weeds and, and, uh, I was kind of what the future looks like. And we're, and, and I was, I was really posing him with the questions of, you know, what does the future look like for an online company when all the avenues that we use to advertise are, are against us and are just tightening down on us even more. And you may talked about that a little bit and he had some really good input on that. Um, so we'll really get in into that more next week with him. Uh, I'm really excited to have that conversation and, and uh, it really has got my mind spinning. And I think having you on that conversation, you're going to you know, be able to ask, ask more questions that I'm not even, even, even thinking about. Um, because they're doing what you do really well, which, which uh, you know, they use some insane camera gear. And they do just a phenomenal like cinema quality work. Um, you know, you know, with a captivating story and, and also a, a good, a good product. So yeah, I, I think that'll be cool. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And I think if anything, my, my suspicion of what, what it looks like, at least in our company going into 2020 is increasing the volume of the content we put out. And that's why we've, we've been spending so much time getting this studio set up. We're investing in, ultra high quality 32 bit float audio recorders so we can get the best audio that you could possibly ever get um, from gunshots to actions to talking and all of it, you know, not that you have to go to that level, but upping that volume of good quality content that's got information and that everybody can absorb is my goal. And we'll see how it goes in, in 21. Um, but at this point I'm very optimistic. I guess there's uh, still time in 20 to see the world burn, <laughs> but I don't think that'll happen yet, but. Well, we still don't know who a president is. No, we do not. So. <laughs> I guess the, uh, when the electoral college casts their votes, we'll know. I guess we'll find out. Um, I do have an icebreak question. Okay. We'll do this quick. All right. So, you know, it never gets better. Uh, what are you talking about? It never gets old. Uh, All right. Would you rather be in jail for five years or be in a coma for 10 years? Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> of course, jail. Of course, jail? I mean, I guess the, the, the um, this is why I hate these questions. All right, let me play devil's advocate here. So the coma in 10 years, I wake up, I didn't realize it happened. However, right. I have kids and everything. Um, 
in jail, I have an opportunity and, and a possibility that maybe I can escape. Um, I probably could have visitation. So uh, at least I'm breathing and conscious. I could be reading. I could be learning. And definitely jail. See, and here's where... I do not. To... Do not go into this and give no, us like, some philosophical... No, I'm not. It, 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 <laughs> this is almost... And, and when you bring up kids and family and stuff, this is where I feel like it sounds selfish if I say coma because honestly i think i w- i would go i would end up in the loony bin if i went to jail for five years i think i would go i would lose my mind being in a cell for 22 hours a day or whatever well that would, you wouldn't would, be if, I would you go were, if you were not in a maximum like we don't know are you in jail for retail theft or are you in know. jail for like vehicular manslaughter? Like, what are you in jail for? Because if you are not in solitary and you're just in general population, I mean, you probably have a lot of free time. You know, and your jails now are very luxurious too, depending on where you go. There's TV, there's Netflix, you can have devices and stuff. It's, uh, it's hardly jail. But I mean, if that's the type of jail I'm in, if, if, if I'm at resort jail, then I would take that over coma. Oh yeah, you'll be in. I, see, I just can't see you being in like hardcore. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably, site. I'm, I'm probably in jail because I didn't register every single magazine I have and every single bullet I have underneath Biden's. Uh, yeah, well, they, gun. they just they, they don't have enough space. They don't have vacancy for that many people. That's true. So, all right, I guess I'll go jail too. See, we could be cellmate, cellmates. We could be learning <laughs> about business. They, you know, they probably would allow us to have cameras, so we could be doing like live streams together. You're, we could be doing a podcast from. So we need a demo Glock. We need a demo Glock 19. <laughs> we need it. It's for the video. It's okay, the video. Well, take take a guard Jason's Glock 19. He's got one over there. Perfect. Yeah. We and won't Jason bring out how to this. use it. <laughs> we'll teach the hey, guard how to shoot. Hey, Jason, come over here. We gotta gotta work on your holster. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we're going to jail. We're going to jail. I guess. That should be the title of the podcast, by the way. We're going to jail. We're going to jail. All right. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Well, I'm going to go. I don't know about. But you, but it is snowing. We got like four inches last night, and it's still coming down pretty good here. Wow, that's uh, that's weird. It's Why definitely not doing that here. It is like sixty degrees. Nice. I think it's all going to be gone by end of day tomorrow. It's supposed to warm back up, but it's coming down pretty good. Well, I'm looking forward to snow. I'm, you know, snow. I hope people hole up in their houses and let me have access to the roads when they're covered in snow. From snow to pandemic, I just want the roads to myself. I'm good with it. So we'll see what happens. I did this morning. I put my Jeep in four wheel and was drifting corners and it was awesome. That's where it's at, man. Yep. All right, bud. Well, we will talk to you next week. Yep. See you. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>